0: Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday evening. You got to stay with us tonight because coming up in just a moment, the fake news form strikes again. And folks, when I show you a couple examples tonight of the fake news form, you may, you may not, but maybe you're going to ask yourself, hey, does, does does the form even really like our community anymore? I mean, the, the I'm starting to maybe think they might be more like the squad. You know what I mean? The the squad out there in D.C. So some very interesting examples I'm going to share with you here coming up in just a moment. That I just want you to see it so that as you're digesting the news, you're fully aware of everything that is going on uh, within the news cycles around you. We got to start here tonight though. Representative Elon Omar being President Trump's nightmare. That's what she said last night when she flew into. Minneapolis. I'm going to show you how President Trump, again, he's already, I think, flipped the script on the squad. He's about to flip the script again on Representative Omar. But before I get to that, I want to show you something interesting. So last night, Representative Omar, she got back into Minneapolis. You may have already seen this video. There's a bunch of her supporters there that were at the airport, you know, saying, hey, welcome home, all that kind of great stuff. And so after the we all remember the send her back chance that took place in North Carolina, President Trump tweeting out on Sunday about, hey, you know, go back to your country, it's messed up, fix it, then you can come back and show us how we can fix our country. Everyone was up in arms over that statement about, go back to your country, then come back here and show us how to fix ours. Keep that in mind for some context here because last night in Minneapolis, I'm gonna play a clip for you here, and I just want you to think about, did Representative Omar have a little Freudian slip maybe? Maybe this Freudian slip, again, for context, gives some credence to what President Trump tweeted out on Sunday. I don't know. You're going to have to be the one that tells me, but I'm going to play this clip for you. And I want you to listen very, very closely. It's, it's sudden, and I will play it for you again, but just listen closely to what she has to say. Since the first day this president introduced the Muslim ban, knowing that my the country I came from. Did you hear that? It's, again, it's very slight, I'm going to play it for you again. But she says, and she says, knowing that my country, oh, I mean the country I came from. So she's talking about the Muslim ban, saying, hey, President Trump, knowing that my, and she catches herself, my country, and goes, oh, I mean the country I came from. So I've got it set up a little bit better here, but please listen closely to this. I don't know if it's a Freudian slip. I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if she identifies as Somalian or if she identifies as American, but here it is again. Since the first day this president introduced the Muslim ban, knowing that Mike, the country I came from, knowing that Mike, the country I came from. By the way, that clip is up on our Facebook page if you want to check it out just to hear it a little bit more closely. But due to TV time, I'm going to leave it at that. But you can see her clearly. She says, hey, knowing that Mike, I mean, the country I came from. So wanted to bring that up because there's been such a big kerfuffle about President Trump tweets. Obviously, what took place in North Carolina, I'm not condoning what took place in North Carolina. I'm just suggesting hey, this is what she said. Very interesting, in my opinion. So just keep that in mind. All right. Also, uh, last night, Representative Omar, by the way, I'm going to get to this in a moment, but there is some new reporting coming out that. Do I call a representative Elon Omar? Does she maybe have a different name? They're not suggesting that maybe she came under some false pretenses. Again, I I will get to that in just a moment. But also last night when she was in Minneapolis, she did go on. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if this feud's ever gonna stop, right? She did go on to say this. And we are continue, we are going to continue to be a nightmare to this president because if policy Because his policies are a nightmare to us. And we are not deterred. We're going to continue to be a nightmare to this president. So President Trump was asked about that earlier today in the Oval Office. Here's what he had to say. I'm unhappy with the fact that a congresswoman, in this case a different congresswoman, can call our country and our people garbage. That's what I'm unhappy You're with. Those people in North Carolina, that stadium was packed. It was a record crowd. And I could have filled it 10 times, as you know. Those are incredible people. Those are incredible patriots. But I'm unhappy when a congresswoman goes and said, I'm going to be the president's nightmare. She's going to be the president's nightmare. She's lucky to be where she is, let me tell you. and. The things that she has said are a disgrace to our country. Thank you very much. Thank everybody. Guys, everybody guys. <laughs> I love that he's like, she's lucky to be where she is. That is a just Okay, thank you very much, everybody. <laughs> Anyways, that that's did you already say it right there? He goes, Look, she's lucky to be where she is. I said at the beginning of the show, President Trump may flip the script on her again, like he does so often, so many times. And why would President Trump say, hey, she's lucky to be where she is? Now, This is reporting I'm gonna share with you that's out there. Someone's been really diving into her background. You go do your own homework. I say that all the time. Look, don't just take my word for it, go do your own homework on this and if we can bring this graphic up, please. Uh, there's some reporting out there from the Powerline blog, from TorySays.com. Um The Star Tribune put out a piece about more questions about Representative Omar's marriage. So there's definitely some discrepancies, if you will. Now, in this particular piece here, it's up on our Facebook page as well. But David Steinberg has been looking into uh, Representative Omar, or is it Elmi? Or we don't really know for sure, according to this piece. But she was brought, uh, brought here under potentially, again, all this I'm saying is potentially, false pretenses. Um, We all know the story about how she may have married her biological brother for immigration fraud purposes. Thus, there would be student loan fraud as well. We all remember she went to NDSU. And so I just, I bring this up because all I'm saying is that, look, if any of this bears out to be true, and I think the most disheartening thing for me is the fact that, you know, she's been repeatedly asked about, hey, have you married, you know, why did you marry your brother? Did you marry your brother? It's a pretty easy yes or no question. Uh, And she's, has no answer for that, right? She doesn't even address it. She won't let any of her family members talk to the press. They won't let her talk to this person that allegedly is her brother or ex-husband. We already know that she's potentially, you know, uh, had tax fraud, if you will, because she was filing her taxes like she was married to somebody else when, indeed, she was married to a different person. I mean, it is a whole mess. So if you're going to be an elected official in the U.S. House you know, let's just shine some light on this. Let's have some transparency about that to to help people squash any of these ideas that are being thrown out there. The more you just hold silent and then the more people dive into this stuff, for for the good or the bad, it ends up finding out, hey, there's more and more information that shows that you know what, maybe, maybe Representative Omar isn't exactly who we think that she might be. So again, go read that piece do your own homework all i'm suggesting is that look if there is a hint of truth and veracity to what's taking place here the doj the state department somebody needs to step in and go okay we're going to investigate this let's get to the bottom of it and if she committed immigration fraud student loan fraud then prosecute if she didn't then let's just get that out there let's let's squash this whole thing let's move on and for move forward on doing what's best for our country. Now, with all that being said, there's been a big conversation, obviously, about refugee re- resettlement here in our community, across the country. And I want to ask you this Do you know by chance, and I bring this up because if indeed Representative Omar was brought in under false pretenses, meaning maybe she's not who we think that she is or are told that she is, did the people that bring her into this country? do their due diligence? Did they do the background checks and the things that they are supposed to do? Did they do that in a credible and fair fashion? Because here's who brought Representative Omar into our country as a refugee. If you guessed Lutheran Social Services or Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Services, then you got it exactly right. I bring this up only because there needs to be an audit of Lutheran social services. If they're gonna be bringing all these people into our country, sometimes they get it right, maybe sometimes they're not getting it right. They need to be audited to ensure that we are bringing in the people that really need refugee settlement here in our country. I'm okay with that. If you're someone then you need refugee resettlement, if you're someone that was in Iraq and you helped, you know, our, our armed services over there as translators and help save lives and save our guys that are serving our country and women, you know what, if you need refugee resettlement here, Fine. Let's have that conversation, but let's just make sure we're doing our homework and due diligence to ensure that the people that have refugee status or need it are actually the people who they say they are. Now, with all this being said, today, as a matter of fact, if we can bring up this graphic, President Trump, and you know, he's talked about, look, we need to make sure these people are well vetted. He is now talking about possibly taking refugee resettlement to zero. So that could be very interesting. We'll see what happens with that. They don't have to, I think, declare those actual numbers until maybe August 1st or maybe even uh, early September. So we'll keep you abreast if President Trump takes us down to zero for refugee resettlement. All right, I want to move on to uh, what I'm dubbing kind of a public service announcement tonight. First. Please share your point of view on what what I share with you with Representative Omar, Uh, that first clip about my, oh, I mean, you know, the country I came from, and obviously this whole idea of her being a nightmare to President Trump, and again, read that Powerline blog piece. But here's my public service announcement tonight, And, and every night I sit in this chair, I take a great responsibility. I get it that I am crystal clear that my job is to show up here every single night and to serve you to serve your interests, to serve your family, to serve you in a way that can help you siphon through. I mean, there's so much news happening these days. So how do you siphon through to what's true and what's quote unquote fake news? So the thing is when I when I go out there in the world and I, get, I begin to see a pattern of fake news, especially from the fake news form, I feel obligated, you know what? I need to show you what's going on here. I wanna raise your awareness about some of these fake news form stories that are being put out there because I'm going to give you a couple examples first. I'll explain why this is so important in my opinion. Um, And as I share this with you, I really want you to, you'll see the stories. And as I'm going through this with you, just, I want to invite you tonight just, just to ask yourself, what's going on? Like, does the fake news forum not really like our community? Why are they so fast to put some of these stories out there that just end up not being true? They end up making our community look like it's either racist or homophobic. And then they end up not even being close to accurate. And here's the thing about news, folks, that a lot of people maybe, you know, unless you follow this closely, it's, it sometimes gets lost in the shuffle, but the thing about stories is that once, once you put a story out in the public, in other words, once that horse gets out of the barn, once that toothpaste is out of the tube, it's not coming back in. And so when you have a pattern of things where horse or, you know, things are getting let out of the tube and they're not coming back in, I begin to have an issue with that, especially when it's happening from the fake news form, where they go out there, they'll, they'll interview these alleged or supposed victims, but then they, they, they come out with the story so fast that they end up smearing uh, you, they end up smearing our law enforcement, they end up smearing communities across our area. So I think it's, it's important to understand what's happening. Here's a prime example. We can bring this graphic up, please. So the Fake News Forum ran this story. It says authorities investigate alleged anti-gay attack in Hillsboro. And you read this story, folks, and you go through there and you're like, what? Like, what is there, a bunch of homophobes in Hillsboro? But then you read it again and you're kind of like, you know what, this just doesn't feel right. I don't walk around our community thinking that there's you know, homophobic people. So I'm like, something felt wary about it to me. I was a little suspect on the thing, but I thought, well, you know what, if that happened, that's not right. I don't wanna see that. Well, then today the form releases this story and check this out. It says, a man who says he was a victim of anti-gay attack among four of the people charged in the Hillsboro bar fight. You wanna know why? Because this guy, in his story, makes it sound like he was a victim. I got beat up. There was all these homophobic slurs going on. Here's the truth. According to the Trail County court papers, the guy goes out there to have a smoke, ends up getting in a scuffle with two women, and punches a woman in the face. That's why the guy got punched, meaning the, the, the gay guy. They punch him because he ended up punching a woman. So I'm just so sad that the forum wants to paint Hillsboro in our community as being homophobic. But then they missed the piece that, oh my gosh, this guy walked out there and punched a woman in the face. I guess, so ladies, the good news is chivalry's not dead apparently. But that's what happened in the story. You can check it out. Also, I get upset when I see things that, well, I don't know what happened as of late uh, with the fake news form putting out the story about our Fargo Police Department. These are people that wake up every single day to go out there and protect and serve you and me and our families. And so I wanna share with you the expert that obviously, when I spoke to, to the law enforcement recently, um, they said, look, Chris, you know what? When, when the fake news form started to make allegations that our law enforcement officers are racist, that was way over the top. And I'm gonna give you the prime example of what I mean. They went out there and they interviewed Abraham Nye, the gentleman that had the situation with the police department where he wouldn't get out and then he ended up breaking his nose. But here's the, the excerpt or the quote Uh, from Abraham Nye and the story that the fake news foreman, if you can bring this graphic up, please. He says, I feel like I deserve better. I'm a citizen of this country. I feel like they could have carried it out way better instead of first destroying my property and causing me physical harm and pain. Nye goes on to say that the police were racially profiling him. That's when things went over the top and the cops were like, look, you know what? This is not even remotely close to what happened. That's why they put out a tweet. They released the video. They wanted to make sure, look, if they're going to go out there and say that, that we are being racist police officers, and here's the thing that's so disheartening, folks, this, this Mr. Nye, okay, if the fake news form would have taken just two minutes and actually done a, a North Dakota court's search on this gentleman, if we can bring this graphic up as well, Christy, mm, I guess it's the wrong page. But anyways, if you do the, a very basic search here and you go criminal traffic and put in this gentleman's name, he's been pulled over like five or six times before. He's not like from the little choir, he's not a little choir boy. So I wanna bring that up because if a fake news form would have just done a little bit of extra work to see, okay, this person's got a record, maybe he's not telling us the total truth, maybe we should do a little bit more homework before we just go out there and start smearing our entire law enforcement officers as being racist. So now you've got these stories where they want to make us look like we're a bunch of homophobes and that our law enforcement officers are a bunch of racists, and then you find out they're completely not true. You see the dash cam video from the Fargo PD, and you're like, hey, this guy, knowing that he's been pulled over several times, he understands the protocol, doesn't follow it at all, and that's exactly why Jessica Schindeldecker, the Fargo uh, public information officer, was compelled when we had Chief Todd earlier on, on earlier this week. They both like, look, Chris, we're not going to stand by... And let some media organization, i.e., the fake news form, paint us as a bunch of racists when it's completely inaccurate. So, thus, Jessica felt compelled to say, you know, we got to put a video together and obviously dispute what the fake news form was putting out there. Here's some of what she had to say. Good evening. Jessica Schindeldecker with the Fargo Police Department. Earlier this afternoon, a local media outlet published a story regarding an incident that occurred yesterday. And we're looking to clear up some uh, misinformation that is in that article or behind the incident. You have it. When you've got a Fargo Police Department public information officer using the word misinformation in that article, that's a very PC and kind way for Jessica to say, Hey, come on, fake news form. You know, don't do this. All right. So I wanted to bring that up tonight because I think there's two very powerful examples of the fake news form driving a narrative that doesn't shine a positive light on our community, that makes us look like we're homophobic, that makes our cops look at our law enforcement look like they're racist, and it's completely inaccurate. And in my opinion, I think that's irresponsible, I don't think it's right. would love to know your point of view on that and what you think what's happening over there with the fake news form.